Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. Welcome in to the first edition. The first edition. I don't know why I just said that. We're, we're all over the play, page today uh, getting ready for Shepherd football tomorrow. But this edition of the Sports Mix and all the editions are brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremation, Robert Fields and Sons. A family-owned, full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Are you good over there, Nick? I'm trying my best at this camera situation here. Are you good over there? What is going on here? It's feedback. There, because you got your headphones on. We're good now. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome in today's edition of the Sports Mix. we got a lot to do today. Uh, we'll start off with uh, some Shepherd football, and uh, we'll, we'll play this here. Where's the feedback coming from? I don't know. All right. Well, sorry about that, folks. We're having a little technical difficulties this morning. Uh, we'll talk about some Shepherd football. And, uh, Nick, you're going to have that game tomorrow with Travis Smith on TV 10. It'll be a big one. It's against Ohio Dominican. But overall, Shepherd's uh, looks to return is having its return season after not playing last season due to COVID and, the, and Division Two decided not to play. Hold on, folks. Where's the feedback? We should be good now, folks. Sorry about that. I don't know why we have feedback in the studio, but tomorrow, Shepherd football. You know what? It might be, might be a camera thing. What? Like if the camera audio was on? Okay. Well, I think we're good now. Hopefully. We love technical difficulties here, uh, but they get started tomorrow at Ohio Dominican. Nick Verzley and Travis Smith will have the call for that, along with Colin McLaughlin on the sidelines. Then September 11th, they'll go to Gannon in Erie, Pennsylvania. And then September 18th, they'll go to Indiana, Pennsylvania. And then they'll be home for their first game on September 25th against Cutstown. That's how you say it, right, Nick? Cutstown. Cutstown. And then that'll be Family Day at Ram Stadium. Then on October 2nd, we'll be at home against Shep Shippensburg. That'll be the Hall of Fame weekend. Then they'll have two away games October 9th at Lockhaven in Lockhaven, PA. And then the 16th of October at Millersville in Pennsylvania. October 23rd against Westchester at Rams Stadium. That is homecoming in Shepherdstown. October 30th, they're at Bloomsburg. That's in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. And then November 6th, they're at home against East Stroudsburg. Strasburg. What? It's Strasburg. Stroudsburg? Like Strauss. Like Steven Strasburg. Okay. East Stroudsburg. 
that's a military appreciation day. And then on Saturday, November 13th, final game of the season at home versus Slippery Rock Senior Day. It'll be a big season for them coming off not having a season last year. In 2019, they did extremely well. Yeah, I'm excited about this team. I think, uh, you know, a lot of different guys, um, you know, coming back this year that decided to take that extra year and and uh, finish their career uh, at Shepard. So I think it, that's exciting. And then, you know, as we uh, – kind of get into things this year I think for Shepard you know offensively Tyson Bajant one of the best division two quarterbacks in the country wide receivers are really talented as well so they have a talented squad and I think they should be able to you know come out of the PSAC I mean it's a very competitive conference three teams were ranked or four teams were ranked in the preseason poll so you know it's it's been a year where I think Shepard has a chance to really do some damage uh throughout the entire country yeah it'll be a, it'll be a great season they're coming off that 10 and 3 season in 2019 and yesterday got some d2 all-american all-american nods um including returning starting quarterback travis bait or tyson bajan excuse me too many bajans uh and then senior linebacker chris lane uh those are two big guys that are coming on that are going to be the leaders on their respective sides of the ball Bajan, uh his 4,349 yards in 2019 is, is Shepard's single-season mark. So, obviously, you know, it'll be a great season for him coming up uh, this season. It's only He's only a junior, so he's got another season under him or left to go after this year due to the COVID having an extra year of eligibility. And Lane is a senior linebacker, and he led the team last year in total tackles, had two sacks, and he added three pass-up breakups, an interception, and a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. Yeah. So, defensively, I think they could be just as good as they are offensively uh, with all the guys coming back this year on defense that you just mentioned. I mean, they have a really good defensive line, a lot of veteran guys and Ricky Robinson and Juwan Addison, who we had the pleasure of talking to yesterday. Linebacking core led by Chris Lane, but a lot of seniors in that linebacking core. Secondary might be the only real question, and they still have uh, Ponce de Leon and uh, Antonio Fox at the safety positions. I think corners a position where they might uh, see some different guys rotate in there. But in terms of you know veteran leaders on that defense, I mean, I think it's a really talented defense offense. Bajan, obviously a quarterback. Uh, they're having to replace Devontae Glover at running back, but uh, they have confidence in Ty Hebron to be that guy. Um, Greg Leonard outside at wide receiver, so. There's some talent on this football team, and I think Shepard's going to be one of those teams, you know, in the PSAC that definitely is toward the top of not winning the conference this year. I would certainly uh, expect a big year, and I'm really excited to get uh, on the headset with Travis and kind of get to follow this team throughout the year. It'll, it'll be a big season. Though 2019 was not the last time they stepped on the field for a game. They had a game, an interesting game, on April 10th at 3 p.m. in Wheeling, Virginia at Wheeling or West Virginia at Wheeling Island Stadium. That didn't you talk to Coach McCook about that game? It was a pretty yeah, he mentioned scenario. it on his presser how it almost didn't happen uh, because Mercyhurst didn't order their buses, so then they had to travel down there and uh, you know, pretty much to make a long story short, they thought they were going to have to go all the way down and just scrimmage each other, 
But then they ended up getting Mercyhurst buses and they ended up playing. So it worked out. And Shepard won that game 38-14. to 14, So it was, it was a pretty good showing in that spring season. And uh, let's pull up some stats from that game if I can find some. Should be a box score on there. Yeah, I got website. a box score. Where, where we go. I don't know where we're getting that feedback today. Um, let me, where's the shepherd? I'm only showing Mercyhurst. There we go. Um, why is it only showing defensive stats? Oh, Tyson Bajan went 13 of 19, uh, 76 yards. He, though he did have an interception, uh, on the ground, Ty Hebron had eight carries for 85 yards two touchdowns, and then Avon Hawley had eight carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. So a big rushing day at 153 yards on the ground. Yeah, it is a solid performance from him. I think when we look at this schedule too, Spencer, you know, Shepard's going to have to be road warriors to begin the year at Ohio Dominican, which will have that game on Thursday for you, starting at 6.30 pregame, uh, 7 p.m. kickoff. At Gannon to begin the year, that's going up to Erie. And then at IUP, so that's a tough start. You know, some long road trips to begin the season for the Rams, as you mentioned. You know, you already went through the whole schedule, but then they started to get in the lighter half of the schedule, and you know, you get a whole lot more home games come come uh, kind of the the tougher stretch in in conference and um, I guess in the middle of the season where you're going to be competing for division and conference championships. Yeah, it'll be a great season, and we'll be following them all season on TV10 and WRNR-TV's YouTube channel. We've reached our first break. This segment was sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. That is ParsonsFordOfMartinsburg.com. We'll be back, and we'll we'll preview this kind of college football preview show. We'll talk Marshall in the next segment, and then we'll go up to WVU at 1230, potentially a surprise on the way. We'll be back for more of the sports mix next on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. NCAA Division II football returns to TV10 with the Shepherd University Rams. Big hole for Sheldon Evans running off the left side, 15-10-5. End zone, touchdown, Sheldon Evans. This is Nick Verzellini, and be sure to join Travis Smith and me on Thursday, September 2nd, as the Rams travel to Ohio Dominican to take on the Panthers. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30 with kickoff scheduled for 7 p.m. Catch all the action all season long on TV10 and the WRNR-TV YouTube channel. 
You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. That is Sons of Marshall, the fight song that Nick and I know so very well from being Marshall alums. And Do you know the words? Uh, I can see them on my screen. I'm not going to cheat, though. I don't know them. I knew them at one point. I just know we are the Sons of, of Marshall. Marshall. That's all I know. Dun, 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 dun. That's all I know as well. Um, interesting season this year for the Thundering Herd because they didn't have a bad season last year. Well, they were just a, mediocre. It was a disappointing season. It was a, it was a disappointing season, and for a lot of the fans, it was very disappointing as well. Um, but they let Doc Holliday, head coach, former head coach Doc Holliday's contract expire, and then they hired former Alabama assistant Charles Huff to be the new head coach and, and the new uh, new head man in Huntington. And he's done a lot in the short time he's been there. Well, we'll see you on Saturday, how much he's really done. I mean, he's done a lot in terms of improving off the field stuff. I think he wants to bring that excitement back to Marshall, which is clear, but in terms of on the field, we don't really know what he's done uh, with this team. So I'm excited to see that on Saturday, but in terms of, you know, how last season ended, I mean, Marshall was undefeated. They were ranked as high as 21, I believe in the college football playoff poll. So they were, you know, one of the top teams, in the country, or at least it appeared, and then they ran into the Rice Owls, and after that game, it just seemed like everything that was going right for the Thundering Herd all season just completely fell off. I mean, Grant Wells threw five picks, I believe it was, in that game, and it was an ugly performance from him throughout the remainder of the season. The offense couldn't do anything. The defense stayed good, but wasn't enough to win the Conference USA title, and you know, this year, I think there's a lot of pressure on this team to make up for how last season ended and obviously a bowl loss too. the uh, second straight bowl loss for head coach Doc Holliday on, on his way out. Yeah. And uh, we had a chance to uh, listen into some of head coach Charles Huff's first game week press conference for the thundering herd. And he's pretty excited about the first game. It's an opportunity for, us to go out and show what all the hard work we've put in over the last eight months, you know, since we got here. Um, like I told the team, you know, one game is not going to determine our season. So regardless of the outcome of the game, uh, we still have a lot of football um, left ahead of us. Our, our goal is to go out and execute well and consistently and be able to improve. You know, we want to improve from, you know, winter conditioning to spring ball to the first scrimmage to the second scrimmage. Uh, from the first game to the next game all the way down. Um, and I think that's got to be our focus, um, you know, one play at a time for 60 minutes. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm excited. I get an opportunity to um, lead a phenomenal football team in the battle against a phenomenal opponent. I mean, where, where else would I rather be? I mean, the only other option is I'm a writer like you guys and get to sit around and make predictions, and that would be boring. You love his jokes there. You love he's keeping it light in his first game press conference. I mean, our job isn't really boring, though. No, it's not boring <laughs> at all. But, I mean, I like that he's keeping it light. He's, you know, he's joking around a little bit, trying to 
you know, not be so serious all the time. He made another joke. I don't know if you heard it, but uh, the starting kicker, Andrew Sanders, I believe his name is, from Air Force, uh, he said, well, he's starting over Shane Chuchi, who was the kicker last year, because we needed an Air Force guy going up the Navy. <laughs> I did not hear that. I did not get a chance to listen to all of the press conference. I heard about three-fourths of it, so I guess I missed that part. Yeah. Um, and something interesting about Coach Huff is that uh, he is actually from the, Annap- the Annapolis area. So, Didn't know that. Not exactly Annapolis. He's from Maryland. Okay. So he's from about an hour out. But, uh, you know, he was asked about what, um, you know, what it meant to be playing close in the same state that he grew up right. in. So here he is talking about that. Yeah, um, probably a little, a little about an hour away from where I grew up. Um, there's about seven or eight other schools that I would rather play <laughs> in that area. Um, just based on, you know, the, the, the complexity of what Navy does. But, yeah, it's an opportunity for me to go back to an area where I grew up, an area where I've recruited for a very long time, um, a lot of friends and family in that area, obviously a lot of people uh, pulling for the herd. Um, none of those people can make any plays, tackles, or catches. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely an opportunity to kind of, you know, start off where I, where I started, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, ultimately, it, like I tell you guys, it's not about me. Um, it's it's about you know the 125 guys that you know are going to be pulling together to try to get this done. So obviously, he's not making it about himself, which is a good thing for a coach in his first game as a Division One head coach. Yeah, I think everything Charles Huff has pretty much said since he's been hired has made sense and has been, I guess, the approach you want to see out of the head coach. So. Overall, you know, I think uh, he'll fit in well with this team, and he'll definitely be – I think he was the right choice based on, you know, what we've heard off the field. But we'll see again. You know, this Navy game is very interesting, Spencer, because of their offense, obviously, you know, being such a challenge. You don't really see uh, that kind of offense too much anymore. And, you know, they're one of the few teams in the country that run that. So for Marshall to, you know, prepare for that, is is a whole different challenge than what they faced in the past, even though they should have one of the best defenses in, in the country again this year like they did last year, in, or at least in Conference USA, I would think. I mean, last year I believe they were number one in points allowed per game, so you know, they had an excellent defense, obviously lost some of those big pieces in Devontae Beckett, at linebacker, but you know this defense now will be challenged with a completely different look than what they're used to seeing, which I think will be very intriguing to watch on Saturday. Yeah, and head coach Charles Huff talked about a guy that he got that they got in the transfer portal, as well as he talked about the depth chart. One of the guys he got was a guy in the D line, Shane Simmons. He's a Penn State transfer. Huff actually recruited him when he was a recruiting coordinator and I believe running backs coach at Penn State. So here he is talking about him and the depth chart. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not a big depth chart guy, as you guys can see. Jason Coyer and uh, Chuck McGill put that together um, because, really, I don't know who's going to start. Um, I'll be dead honest with you. Um, and that's not coach speak. Um, if we start out on the goal line, we're going to start a different group of guys than if we start out on the 50. If we start out in nickel defense, we're going to start a different group of guys than we start out in Don. Um, so, yeah, there are some names listed. Um, Shane is one of those guys who, who has come in and done a really good job of buying into Marshall. Sometimes when you get transfers, they come in, they put on the uniform, but they still are wearing the colors of where they came from. 
Um, you know, I mean, by their attitude, by their actions. Um, Shane's the total opposite of that. Shane's a young man that um, I recruited out of DeMatha High School uh, when I was at Penn State. Um, developed a really good relationship with his family. Um, you know, he was had an opportunity where his career ended at Penn State and thought about, you know, moving on into the world and found out that he still loved the game and wanted to take another shot at it, and it fit for us. Uh, we had some openings. He brings a lot of depth to our D-line. He brings a lot of character to our D-line. They call him Sugar uh, for Sugar Shane, the boxer. Um, the one thing I think he really brings to our D-line is he has a really extensive knowledge of the game. He understands pass pro. He understands guard pull. He understands down blocks. He understands formation recognition. Um, and he's able to kind of help some of our other guys who have a really good knowledge of that as well continue to do that. So I talked to him the other day. I think he's got like 50 people coming to the game. Um, they're all fired up. Um, I'm fired up for him um, as well as the rest of the guys on our defensive front. So, uh, you know, that he does he, – he has him penciled in as the starter, but he means depth chart means nothing to him. That was only something that SID Jason Corey put together as well as Chuck McGill. Um, but he has him starting opposite of returner Kobe Cumberlander at the defensive end position. So I think that'll be interesting to see how he does in his first game in his, you know, basically in his backyard. Yeah, and I think, too, one thing that might help Coach Huff as he tries to get this program, you know, continue to be successful is his connections with players from the other places he's been, like Penn State, like Alabama, because if they're looking to transfer – if they have a good familiarity with him, they might choose Marshall. Yeah, they, they may choose Marshall. And uh, give me one second, and we'll get the last cut, and then we'll get the break here. Uh, Huff talked about the atmosphere at Navy and you know how different it would be going to and playing at a service academy rather than just a normal game, and the atmosphere is totally different and something on a whole new level for most of the players. Yeah, um, I, I've never been to a Navy game. Um, in recruiting, I've been to the stadium because they used to play um, the Maryland State High School Championship there. So in recruiting, I've been to some high school games there. Um, this will be my first Navy game. Obviously, the tradition is, is phenomenal. Um, it's, it's one, um, a little bit of the um, areas that you want to check off on your list. You know, where do you want to play a game or what type of environment do you want to be in? Um, this is right up there at the top, um, and I think our guys, um, one, should be thankful to have the opportunity to take part in such a historical tradition um, at a historical stadium. Um, but at the end of the day, it, like I tell my guys, it's practice with 50,000 people, 40,000 people. That's what it is. The field's 153 and a third. Um, it's still 11 on 11. We still got to execute. We're just doing it with 40,000 people there. And if we can take that mindset, it won't matter if the midshipmen are there, the cadets are there in their uniforms, um, you know, the pregame uh, ceremonies that they have that are phenomenal. I'm hoping they have a flyover. Um, we won't be out there for it, but I'm hoping they do have a flyover. Um, so I'm trying to get our guys to understand that all of that is great, but it still comes down to what we do every single day here on our practice field. And that was head coach Charles Huff. And, uh, Nick, we're going to that game on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see as a fan perspective for you for the first time in a long time. 
yeah, I'm looking forward to going. Uh, yeah, if we have any Marshall fans that are making the trip, you know, I don't know where we're sitting, but I think one <laughs> section 126. Well, there we go. If we if you're in 126, come say hi. Yeah, go herd, baby. Go herd. All right. Well, we've reached the next break. Uh, this segment was sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online; they'll deliver it to you. And if they don't, if you don't like it, they'll take it back. That's HagerstownFord.com. We'll be back. We'll talk some WVU as they are playing in Maryland as well. They're playing Maryland on Saturday. That coming up next on the Sports Mix. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. If you're in an accident, the first thing that you have to do is call 911. You have to get medical care immediately. The next thing you need to do is call us. When you hire us at the Skinner Law Firm, what we do is we are going to investigate your case and we're going to lay out the options that you have, all at no cost to you. We will use all of our resources and all of our experience to get you what you deserve. That's what we mean by treating you like family. The excitement of West Virginia high school football featuring the Martinsburg Bulldogs is right around the corner. It makes the grab of the 25, stays inbounds to the 20, 10, 5, and into the end zone for the Martinsburg Bulldog touchdown. Excellent throw and catch for the Bulldog score. Yeah, there's just blown coverage there because Clement was wide open down the sideline. The 1-0 Bulldogs take on the 1-0 Muscleman Appleman Friday at 7 p.m. The pregame is at 6 following the sports mix at 5 p.m. on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to the Wednesday, September 1st edition of the Sports Mix. We're joined now by a special guest on the phone, voice of the WVU Mountaineers, Tony Caridi. How are you doing today, Tony? I'm fantastic. Nice to be with you. Nice to be with you, too. We're joined here by Nick Verzellini and Colin McLaughlin. A big game starting the season for WVU on Saturday at Maryland. It's, it's kind of a rivalry game for you guys. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, if you, you take a look through the years, although it hasn't been an annual game since uh, West Virginia went into the Big 12 Conference, um, this is a series that uh, began back, uh, I know there was a game in 1919, so intermittently it's been played, and obviously uh, late 70s through the 80s and 90s, it was a regular staple on the schedule. So, yeah, a lot of great memories, and uh, obviously always a significant game, I think, uh, for both fan bases. Hey, Danny, this is Nick Verzellini. Um, you know, obviously, you mentioned that kind of there at the end, how it's more of a rivalry, I think, at this point for the fans than really the players because they haven't played in such a long time. But is that the sense you're kind of getting like it's more for the fans than the players? Yeah, probably so. I think probably that. And I also think uh, from a recruiting perspective, um, while it doesn't necessarily – you know, sway a kid specifically one way or the other. I do think that if you can go in there, if you're West Virginia and play well, that it speaks well to your brand. And I think it, it sends, you get a sense of the momentum where uh, your program is heading. Uh, obviously, West Virginia's had a really good class uh, that it has assembled and then it will be signing in December. And I do think that if there are some kids, you know, that are on the fence and maybe both schools are recruiting, um, them that you know you might get a little spark if you can go in there and, and play well. So I do think uh, you're, you're on it that it probably the players aren't probably as familiar as fans and then potentially some recruits. I think it could give you some help. Hey Tony, it's Colin. Thanks for uh, coming on by the way in such short notice. Um, what is the things that you've seen from the team so far uh, in preparation for the season? I get a sense of just I don't want to say calm, but I get a sense of organization and a sense of them being comfortable not only the players but i think the staff and i uh had that conversation with one of the assistants here this morning and that is that you know it's year three and they are at that point now where the foundation has been set and they went from inheriting a team that had some gaping holes and deficiencies at particular positions and now those positions through recruiting and, you know, just developing guys have been filled. Now, that's not to say they're where they want to ultimately be, but just an overall sense that they've made significant strides in building the program all the way around. And I get a sense that now they just want to go play games. And so rather than a concern that they had early on and then you throw in the COVID year, you just didn't know what to get week to week. Um, that I just think that they're 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 comfortable where they are, knowing that they're still, you know, to use their mantra of time to climb. They they know that they still have climbing to do, but I think they like where they're where they're standing right now. And uh, yesterday in Neil Brown's press conference, he mentioned that he was really excited to start the season on the road because he really wants to get the bad taste of not doing so well on the road out of his mouth early this or out of the team's mouth early this year. Yeah, so last year everyone knows, if you follow it closely, that they did not have any success on the road. And I think that, you know, you can either embrace it or you can try to run away from it. And I think Neil is more in the school of embracing. And so he said, yeah, why not? Let's go get it. Let's go um, beat something that beat us last year, the road. And I think that that could prove to be, you know, valuable as the season goes on. The next time you go on the road is going to be Oklahoma. And so if you can get one into your belt, you don't even have to deal with, hey, you guys haven't won on the road since, you know, fill in the blank. You can say, hey, we've shown that we can go win on the road, and now you go and take your shot uh, against Oklahoma. So I think that's 
probably the best mindset that you could have going into it. How big of a year do you think this is for Neil Brown? Obviously, year three is when you start to kind of see how his recruits uh, pan out. Well, um, I think it's year three. So you're right in the sense that you want to, as a coaching staff, you want as fans and you want as an administration, you want to see the consistency of improvement. I don't think there's any question that from year one to year two, you saw significant improvement in the team and in the program. Um, I expect to see improvement again this year, and I think Neil does as well. So, you know, um, it's it's significant that you want to show momentum, and at the end of it, you evaluate where you are. Are you better than you were uh, a year ago? And I think the answer to those questions is going to be yes, uh, but I think significant in that sense. But, you know, as far as anything, m- making it bigger than that, I don't think that's uh, that's really in the play. So the follow-up to that then, I saw a lot of reports, Tony, that people were saying that West Virginia could be the dark horse to win the Big 12. Would you go as far to saying that as well? Well, I think if you want to put it in the dark horse category, yeah, I'll go in the dark horse category. It's, it's kind of a you know a cute little sexy little pick, I guess, to say that. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd take that, but, I'd, but obviously, you know, this league is top-heavy with the two um, teams that everyone expects to have great seasons in Oklahoma and Iowa State. Now, I will go along with after that, from three through nine, anything can happen with any of those teams. So I think there's a lot of room uh, that you can maneuver around. West Virginia was picked sixth. And so I think a lot of these games, almost all of these games, are going to be, you know, flip a coin, who performs better. I don't think there's any necessary, you know, massive difference between after two, one and two. Uh, I think it's anyone's game. And so um, I think, you know, ball bounces right who knows what's going to happen from week to week especially with this virus still being around here you just don't know so yeah i think you could embrace the the dark horse candidacy and see if that happens so after this week back-to-back weeks at home including september 18th against virginia tech that'll be a big game because you know blacksburg fans from blacksburg are going to travel up to morgantown sure yeah and the game uh, as you know is sold out a long time ago um, as we mentioned earlier, as you know, West Virginia and Maryland have a great history through the years. Same deal with Virginia Tech. You know, folks in southern West Virginia, uh, that game is the biggest for them. Um, and for some, it's bigger than the Pitt game back when West Virginia would play Pitt. So, yeah, very, very important game. It's a good game, uh, basing, you know, especially with what's going on in conference affiliation and reorganization, the world that we're in. You know, you're playing a Big Ten team, you're playing an ACC team, and by no means am I saying that that's going to swing, you know, what happens to West Virginia, but it is an opportunity to once again enhance your brand and show, you know, who you are. And so it it won't hurt you. I don't necessarily know how much it will help you, but it doesn't hurt you when you play well against, uh, you know, schools from the other power conferences. Uh, First one, just a quick yes or no, if you know, is the Black Diamond Trophy back on the line for this Virginia Tech matchup? Yes. All righty, good. To hear also, what are you most excited for Saturday? Everything. I just want to see the whole uh, picture. I want to see the offense. I want to see the defense. I want to see specials. Um, Just the the overall game. I want to see where we are from where we were a year ago. I'm excited to see Jared Deggie. Uh, He's done some significant things in the offseason season. Uh, physically, he's taking his body fat down to, I think, a little bit inside of 10%. Uh, I want to see Letty Brown, who 
You know, Ivan really showed us some nice flashes last year. and goes over 1,000 yards. You know, how much better is he? How much better is the O-line? Uh, what will Doug Nestor's role on, the, on that line mean? How much better are the receivers? Uh, can they uh, cure the woes that uh, hit them on occasions last season of dropping balls? Uh, can Caden Prather make an immediate impact? Uh, who is the two running back? Uh, those are the questions offensively, defensively. Uh, look forward to seeing, you know, the group as a whole. How much better can Akeem Mesidor be inside? Dante Stills, what kind of a role can he play on this year's team? Uh, the incoming guys, Lance Dixon, the transfer from Penn State, what kind of a role will he play? From what I understand, he's got the ability to be special. Uh, and Darius Cowan, can he stay away from injury and be the five-star guy that many had thought he could be when he first started his career at Alabama? Uh, Deshaun Stevens, the transfer from Maine, can he have an, uh, an Alonzo Adai type of an impact? Uh, how much better is Alonzo? So more answer than you had questions for, but that's uh, I just want to kind of see all the pieces. I think, I think this will be our last one here, but uh, I guess what's your sense around the program with all the drama going on with the Big 12 potentially folding and obviously Oklahoma and Texas leaving for the SEC, I guess. Uh, what's the sense in terms of what WVU is kind of planning on doing? Well, internally within the program and the players, zero. I mean, to be honest with you, and that might sound surprising to some, some folks out there listening, these guys don't follow that. <laughs> and and that may be surprising. They're, that's not their world. Um, they just like, what time are we eating? What time are we practicing? What time are we doing this or that? That's the world that they live in day to day, hour by hour. Uh, I think the conference talk is for folks like the administration which I know is working tirelessly uh, to keep itself involved in all conversations because no one knows where this is going to end. And I think that, you know, everyone would love to know how the book's going to close. No one knows. Even the people that are going to ultimately author what happens, they don't know yet, but there's just dialogue and conversation. So I think that the brand that West Virginia has as an athletic department uh, will only help it as these conversations go on. You know, I, I have a tough time thinking that when it all ends, I don't know if that's two to four to five years from now when it all ends, I, I think that West Virginia, uh, I just can't see West Virginia not being part of a power conference, whatever we're going to define power conference to be when this thing settles through. So a lot of unknown, but um, work is being done underneath uh, you know, the day-to-day -day conversations that folks have, but it's it's being worked on. How it ends, I've got zero idea. Well, Tony Caridi, our guest here, thanks for joining us, Tony. Uh, tomorrow night is the start of the Neil Brown Coaches Show, 6 p.m. You can hear that in all the Mountaineer games as well as all the Coaches Show right here on Talk Radio WRNR. Saturday pregame gets going at 12 with kickoff at 3.30. Thanks for joining us, Tony. It's my pleasure. Nice to be with you guys. Take care. That was Tony Caridi. Thank you, Tony. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Thanks, Colin. Yeah, always a great time to hear from uh, Tony Caridi. And if you're still listening, um, Tony, that make was, sure to say hi to uh, Charles Barkley for me and give him a treat. That was the surprise that I kind of teased Charles early Barkley in the show. You, no, he knows Tony. I kind of teased a well, surprise. If you're hi for you. Okay, guys. Yeah, because I, I've met Charles Let's get Barkley back on track. Time. we got to hit a break here in a it's minute. It's his dog. Gotcha. Hey, guys. we got to hit a break here. But uh, that was the surprise that I hinted at in the beginning of the show. But now we've hit 
the said break that I was just talking about, uh, this segment was presented in part by Orsini's, not just an appliance store anymore, cabinets, design bedding, outdoor living, family owned and operated, 360 Hack Wilson Wade, Martinsburg, Orsini's.com. We'll talk with head coach of Spring Mills football when we come back, Josh Sims on the Sports Mix. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. When you've been in a wreck, you're hurting, you're confused, the insurance company's calling you. Insurance companies are not your friend. They have a duty to their shareholders, not to you. That's why you need to call us to make sure that you're maximizing what you are entitled to. We've recovered over $100 million for our clients. Every case is different, no result is guaranteed. But one thing's for sure, we'll treat you like family. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. NCAA Division II football returns to TV 10 with the Shepherd University Rams. Big hole for Sheldon Evans running off the left side, 15, 10, 5, end zone, touchdown, Sheldon Evans. This is Nick Verzellini, and be sure to join Travis Smith and me on Thursday, September 2nd, as the Rams travel to Ohio Dominican to take on the Panthers. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30 with kickoff scheduled for 7 p.m. Catch all the action all season long on TV 10 and the WRNR TV YouTube channel. Welcome back to the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, streaming live on Facebook. We're set to be joined by head coach of the Spring Mills football team, but unfortunately, it seems like we can't connect. So we'll try and catch him after the show, and I'll have it on the show tomorrow. Uh, but we'll just talk a little. We, 
is kind of our topic. We'll just talk a little Spring Mills football. They're going to be at home for the first home game of the season, or they're going to be at home. I don't know if they played home. I can't. They were at Muscleman. Yeah, they were at Muscleman. Max Preps says neutral, and it always screws me up. Don't go to Max Preps. West Virginia SSAC. You're right, but it was already up there. I just looked up Spring Mills Cardinals football schedule. Um, they're going to be at Washington this Friday. Washington, who we saw beat Hedgesville on last Thursday night for the EPAC opening game. So it'll be it'll be a pretty interesting game. Uh, they were able to put up some points, 56-23, to 23, only 23 points against Musselman, but they were still able to put some points on the board, so it'll be it'll be interesting for Washington to see how they can go against them. Yeah, it seems like at least early on that, I mean, Washington I still think is kind of a wild card in the EPAC, and, um, you know, it's a long season, so anything could happen. But at least on based on week one, you know, Musselman and Martinsburg at least appear to be the two top teams in the EPAC based on their week one performances. Now we'll see, you know, how that plays out throughout the season. And I think, obviously, you know, high school teams will get better as the year goes on. Uh, this Spring Mills team, though, based on what I remember from our conversation with head coach Josh Sims weeks ago, is that they're a pretty young team uh, looking to have some young guys step up. So, you know, as they get better throughout the season, this is a chance to start that against this Washington team that looked, I think, pretty good on uh, Thursday, you know, all things considered with all the, uh, you know, drama with the game and lighting going, <laughs> lights going out. And they still put up 20 points. And I think their dynamic offense of – you know, having so many guys being able to take a snap and run or, or throw the football definitely uh, is something to be aware of when Spring Mills takes them on this week. Yeah, and uh, we have a couple minutes now that we don't have a lot to talk about because tomorrow and Friday will be our college football more focused show, or Shepard. We'll talk Shepard tomorrow. Um, and then Friday we'll talk high school football. It'll probably it'll be just me on the show in the studio tomorrow and Friday, but we'll have Nick – on the phone tomorrow to talk some Shepherd as him and Travis Smith, along with Matt Miller and Colin McLaughlin, will be traveling up to Columbus during the show for uh, the Ohio Dominican game. And then on Friday, when you guys travel back, potentially call in and just talk some stuff, maybe. Yeah. Uh, we have yet to determine that, but let's just talk about some stuff. A programming note uh, the Nats game tonight against the Phillies has been postponed due to of the obvious inclement weather that is pulling through the area, uh, the remnants of Hurricane Ida, now Tropical Storm Ida. Uh, so that game will be hopefully played tomorrow at one oh five. So we'll have the show tomorrow, and then it'll go right into right at the end of the pregame show on the Nationals Baseball Radio, Nationals Radio Network. Um, we'll talk. Uh, We'll finish up our conversation since we really didn't get to talk about it much. The Washington football team final 53 yesterday came out. Uh, most of it was already done by the end of the show, but obviously we talked about the interesting cuts, but you know, I, I think that wide receiver position is really interesting because what we said at the end of the show about it being between those two receivers for the sixth spot, they didn't end up cutting anybody. They have Dax Milne and DeAndre Carter on the roster for seven receivers. Yeah, I think, too, I mean, I've read some different reports about how teams handle their rosters, and uh, it will be interesting to see, you know, who they maybe go out and add, <clears throat> bring back. My voice just kind of, like, went out there. That was weird. Um, who they might add or bring back because, 
that's something to definitely see before they have an official 53 who goes on the IR too will be interesting. Um, you know, know, from the Ravens perspective, they released some veterans that they might still bring back. They just released them until they put people on the IR. So, you know, that would be something that plays a factor into what goes into the final 53. Yeah. So, uh, one thing that who never got named as a cut and I didn't really know what was going on until I watched some of Ron Rivera and Marty Mayhew's press conference last night, which I'll try to cut some clips out and we'll have on tomorrow's show. Um, David Botta, the international offensive lineman or defensive lineman, excuse me, who played pretty well in the game against the Ravens had a sack, I believe, or two sacks. Um, due to him being in the international program, the NFL has granted the team an extended exception for Bada due to the existing injury. He was not released, but he is not on the 53-man roster. He is still exempt. So Ron Rivera said he didn't really know what that meant when it comes to being able to come back potentially later in the season because they didn't put him on IR before, four, before the 4 p.m. deadline, so he is maybe eligible to come back. But there's also the NFL international rules that are a lot different, excuse me, than any of the other rules. So that's somebody to keep an, an ear out for. Uh, we talked about the big cut being Jimmy Moreland. And, uh, you know, I was really shocked by that cut only because he's just in his third year. He's out of an FCS program. You got to give him a little bit more time. But he was cut with an injury settlement. So he could potentially. Um, you never know. He could make an, his appearance on another team. But another position that I find really interesting is they're only keeping four linebackers, and they run a 3-4. That's strange, I think. Yeah. So, And they're keeping nine defensive linemen. I don't know if – I think they're assessing the situation when it comes to um, you know veterans that were cut around the league. And we could potentially find that out later today, but that's pretty interesting because you got no depth and you got nine defensive linemen. I'm thinking a guy like Casey Casey Tuhill gets cut and they bring in a linebacker, and then uh, Marshall alum Daryl Roberts made the team along with Troy Apke and Tory McTire at the corner position. McTire I know is in concussion protocol; he'll hopefully be out of that by week one. But I don't know if they're just keeping. They potentially could be keeping Daryl Roberts in case McTire is a no-go for week one. So they have a, a fifth corner. Yeah, that's definitely an option. I mean, all these rules with the rosters and who can come back, who can't come back, you know, you're talking about this international thing. It's very confusing. I wouldn't want to be an NFL GM and have to manage all that and decide, all right, let's put this guy on the short-term IR because – then we can keep him for another four weeks. And then this guy's out for the year, so he's going on the long term. And then this guy's an international player, so he goes on this list. And this guy's on the practice squad. It's like, that's a lot to manage. I mean, that's why they pay him the big bucks, I guess. But it's very confusing, I think, just to, you know, figure all that out. Yeah, and then at the safety position, we'll get this one real quick. They kept Des Shazer Everett and Derek Forrest. So that's five that is, that is five safeties. I think that's interesting, something to look out for when it comes to going down the line with things. But we've reached the end of the show today. Uh, big thanks to Tony Caridi for hopping on in real short notice. Thanks to Colin McLaughlin for setting that up this morning. 
Uh, big ups to him for that. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I'll be in studio. We'll have Nick on the phone. Shepherd football is tomorrow night, and then the Nats will not play today. They will play tomorrow at 105. We'll cut into that game at 1 o'clock. That's been today's edition of the Sports Mix. For Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Dupuy.